What's up? What's up? What's up? We're back. We're back. Sorry about that, folks. We have to reboot. After two hours and six minutes, we have to reboot the show. So that's one of the sucks. <laughs> we have to reboot the damn show after two hours and six minutes. <laughs> we got to fix that. Yeah, well, I think Scott went to bed. He's got to get up and drive here in the morning and drop off his dog. Ah, oh, damn, that sucks. And then has to go back down and catch a flight the next morning at like 4 a.m. Ah, that sucks. Well, he was in for a while. But he was, and there was activity there for a minute. But I, I don't know when I got cut off because I was like paying attention to what I was doing. It was but, already like right at two, like two hours and six minutes. It's it's it. It's gone. Yeah, I was uh, the little. It's the ball is on top of like a speaker that I have on top <clears> of my dresser, and the only thing that was going by at that time was my little dog. And I don't know, he's only 10 pounds. I don't know that he could have created any kind of ruckus to create a cat ball go off, let alone roll around and move. I, I don't know, but it kept going off. It, I, I've never seen a cat ball roll before, so I don't know if it was spirit or if it was just not balanced that well and him walking by caused that. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. We were talking about all this weird stuff, and then something weird happens. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. it's strange. Yeah, and it's not responding to me now, as I'm asking it to confirm that it did it or anything. So who knows? You know, I've investigated. I, well, I've had guests on in the past when I did the Paranormal Journal for Parax, and uh, I was talking to a lady, and we were hearing voices over the over the podcast from her house. Like they were cutting in on a conversation and it was totally weird. And that house is, was like super haunted. It was definitely haunted uh, from some of the stuff that I experienced there. I was just like, wow, man, like we were getting disconnected. Uh, we we're hearing like a woman's voice. Then we heard a man's voice cut in. And we we're like, she's like, are you hearing this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing it. It's really weird. It's yeah. never happened before, you know. So it's not an interference. Something is cutting in. It's something was interfering, but it's never did it before. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know how it would interfere with a podcast. I've never had that happen before. I mean, was, I've seen it happen. It, I've been doing virtually investigating for two years. I've seen a lot of interference and problems that seem like they could be caused by spirit. I, Live EVPs are captured so often on Facebook Live. I have, I'm sitting here with my headphone on watching the, the investigation happen live, and I'm hearing voices that Scott's not hearing. It's crazy how they, it's crazy how they can manipulate the energy and, and talk, and it's just it's insane. Yeah, it's really insane. like you said, that static interference, that one clip I sent you, where there was a full disembodied voice saying like a hole in the head and then yeah. there's a yep. static sound that comes through as well as you start to see the video glitch at the same time and then another woman like a little girl's voice comes in and says don't leave and then I come in the room and I'm like oh I got this pain in my head it's like I really feel like somebody had a head injury not having heard 
the hole in the head EVP yet. So this is obviously one of the investigations I was physically there for, not virtually, but watching it back, I was like, oh my God, he literally said hole in the head. A minute or two before I said, I have a head pain. I think somebody has a head injury. And it, it, it was just so much stuff to happen in a couple minutes. It's, I just think it's a pretty compelling clip for paranormal activity, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Some of the stuff that he experienced, you, you, you know, it's just a total shock to you when it first happens. You're like, wow, I've like been in this room like 20 times and I've asked the same question 20 times and didn't get a response. And then after the 21st time, I get a response. Yeah, well, what, if you ask enough, you might get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what made it respond? After, was it, am I getting on its nerves or, you know what I mean? This person's nerves. <laughs> it's totally weird. Yeah, and then there's sometimes you go into a location and you feel like uh, like you're not supposed to be there, you know. And I've had that <laughs> happen quite a few times. Yeah, that just... guy definitely made me feel like I wasn't wanted there. The hole in the head guy. Yeah. I've never felt anybody make me feel so dizzy. Like I was rocking on a boat and feel just nervous in my stomach and I really don't know if that was him making me uncomfortable so that I'd leave and he didn't want me there or if that was him making me feel what he felt so that I would understand. I, I don't know. But um, when I get that really nervous feeling in my stomach, that that's usually not good. That's the way I know it's something not so nice. But you I know, it might have just been not so nice for me. Linda seems that our friend that lives there seems to have no problem coexisting with this guy. He just might not have liked me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about they get they get sick and nauseous in investigations, and I always thought that was some yeah. some bullshit. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, because it never really happened to me. But then one time it happened to me, and I was like, oh, you know. Maybe it ain't bullshit because I was in the Landon house and uh, I felt great. I never felt bad in the Landon house. Not one time ever, but I went down to the basement this one particular time with uh, a girl. We did a case. We did a case in uh, Duncannon. We did, we did the show the haunted with uh, Laura and her family. And uh, she wanted to go on an investigation with us at Landon house. Cause we were telling her about Landon house and, uh, She's like, yeah, I'd love to go. I was like, yeah, you know, sure. You know, go, come on with us. And uh, we used to have some really wicked activity when she was around. And I've always thought that uh, at one point when I was investigating, she actually joined the team. She was a part of the team for a while. And, uh, man, she was investigating. She, I'm going to have her on the show, too. She she said she wanted to come on the show and talk about all her paranormal stuff that's happened to her. So, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, you'll like Laura. She's super cool. And, uh, but I was looking at her one day. We were, matter of fact, we, she, she went to the Frankenberger Museum and got touched. She, she was the one that got touched. And, uh, but we're sitting across from each other and she's looking at me. And I swear to God, her eyes look like they were like freaking glowing. And I'm like looking at her and I'm like, you're kind of wigging me out a little bit. And she's like, what? I'm like, your eyes look like they're glowing. And she's like, what? I was like, your eyes look like, they're freaking glowing. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay. She was freaking me out. It was, it was yeah, like, that... as I'm looking at her, I'm like, 
am I really seeing this shit? Like your eyes, her, and she had really blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm like looking at them. I'm like, her eyes look like they were illuminated. And I'm like, this is really weird shit. Like, I'm freaking out. I'm going to go in the other room for a little bit and go outside. I'll catch up with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the movie like Dune? Did you ever seen the movie Dune? I can't. Now, see, you get to know me enough, you'll realize I, I'm really not good on movies. Um, I haven't seen a lot, I guess. Dune, Dune was, uh, they made, they just made a remade a movie. Uh, it remade that movie. It wasn't as good as the original, but their eyes were blue like that. They were, they kind of glowed, and it kind of reminded me of that I'm like looking at her. I'm like, you're freaking me out. She's like, what? <laughs> and she's like staring at me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go outside for a little while. And then she got touched right after that. Uh... It was really weird. I'm like, she came out. She goes, something touched my foot. Like, I'm getting the hell out of there. I'm not going back in. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> But yeah, uh, getting back to the sick part, she was actually with us, and uh, we were in the Landon house in the basement, and uh, they used to keep their slaves in the basement, and you would hear them disembodied voices saying, help me, and things like that. And, but at the Landon house, they kept slaves in the basement? Yeah, they they had slaves, yeah. <sighs> they would keep them in the basement. And The um, Emig Mansion has something like that. They have a jail cell in the basement. Yeah, this was kind of like, they had hooks, you see where they would chain them at night no. yeah there was hooks in the really? uh, not hooks but like the, you know the the rings in the wall where they were like put <coughs> yeah the, the shackles yeah, yeah oh. they had them in there yeah no they were in there yep i was like oh man and uh supposedly they, they kept them in with dogs too they had dogs down there and every once in a while you would hear like dog a dog barking in the basement and you'd be like what the hell there's no dogs in here you would hear dogs and but i was in that part and i just got overwhelmingly like nauseous sick i was like oh my god oh, excuse me i was like oh my god i feel like i'm gonna like throw up they're like what was it yeah i feel like i'm gonna throw up and they're like why i was like i don't know man i just got nauseous all of a sudden like i'm lightheaded and shit i'm gonna get out of here and i went upstairs and i felt fine i'm like that's really weird man i was like yeah i said like, i don't know maybe i was having yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm having some kind of allergic reaction to like mold or some shit, you know, because there was mold down there. I'm like, maybe I maybe I had some kind of uh, allergic reaction or something. I, I it was weird, but I I did feel nauseous and I I felt like crap. I felt terrible. Well, Scott has that happen a lot. Um, he has a lot of nausea in certain locations. It's kind of like his ghost radar and it, it just it happens with some people some people are more sensitive to maybe their energy and feel that nauseous feeling yeah it's not always like a ghost trying to make you feel sick i don't think i think it's just your reaction to that energy um but then also like you know you have to consider is there you know high emf levels will make you feel nauseous so yeah if ghosts are kind of relatively maybe the same type of energy or something close, sure they could make you feel nauseous, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Just the right frequency and intensity or something with coupled with a specific person's biology could cause nausea. Yeah, well, uh, even like infrasound, infrasound causes you, can cause you to be sick too. Yeah. They were I saying see like that with Scott certain, a lot. He gets like, nauseous a lot. He threw up at the Hoover house. 
Really? He woke up sick. And of course, with COVID, you know, you're like, oh, crap. Did he just go check in and get have COVID hit or something? You know what I mean? He woke up like he was tired. He laid down. He woke up. He was vomiting. I'm like, oh, shit. But then wow. he was fine. He was fine. That's weird. So, yeah. It just happens. And he yeah, has and- since actually gone and had like his whole stomach checked out by doctors and there's really no explanation. There's nothing majorly wrong with his stomach to make him sick. So you can debunk yeah. that. I, yeah. When it happened to me, I was just like, why the hell am I feeling so nauseous? I felt totally nauseous. Like I was going to throw up and I, I'm, I started getting lightheaded. I was like, I got to get out of here, dude. And when I went upstairs, I got my bearings back like right away. I went outside, got a fresh air. I was like, I feel better now. They're like, what's wrong? I, was like, I don't know. I just felt nauseous. They're like, was it paranormal? I'm like, I don't know, man. I, right. I don't think so. You know what I mean? I just think I just got kind of nauseous. So maybe some kind of reaction to the basement or something. I don't know. The mold or something. Who knows? Yeah, he thought maybe it was like the burger he ate or something. <laughs> you never really know. No. no. But over really time, investigating with him enough, yeah, he's logical. He's always trying to explain it away. And I'm like, I'm seeing a pattern here, though. And you can't ignore that part of logic either that this yeah. is happening frequently at different locations. And a lot of times it'll coincide with something I'm picking up on or something I'm feeling, whether I've said it to him or not, you know, like he'll get nauseous and I'll be thinking, and you just see this, this stuff all tie together in a way like that's his physical reaction to activity sometimes is the nausea. Other times it might be the burger. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like uh, I made like all these EM EM pumps, right? So I had them, I had a bunch of them out in the location, and um, Don was like, "Dude, these these things are making me feel really sick. I'm getting a headache. Like it was giving him too much EMF." Mm-hmm. And he was uh, him and another person were actually physically got a like a bad headache from like a migraine. And I'm like sitting right next to it. It's not bothering me, yeah. like not a bit. And then they're just like, "You're not feeling that." It's like I can feel it in my teeth. I'm like, I don't feel anything, dude. Like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I'm just like sitting there. I could have laid on it and not felt anything. You know, I'm just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. Like, I don't feel fine. I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm and these old that. buildings, you know, it's it is always good, like. You know, I don't know if you guys always do some kind of an EMF sweep at the beginning of your investigation. We don't. But if we experience anything or we're in an area where there's claims, we will check it out. And like, for example, at the Farnsworth house in the um, the dining room area is split with like a half wall with some columns partway mm-hmm. through the dining room. In, yeah. And not in the part with the bar in the other dining room. Okay. By the stairs and everything yep. where you go upstairs. Yep. So, you know, it, JR's, I think, niece was kind of like giving us some information. No, it was when JR, no, it was when his niece was talking to us. Um, she was just telling us about how people have a lot of experiences in that little back section that's close to the fireplace and where you go back to the kitchen. And we happened to get the EMF detector out at some point, And I mean, it pegged, it pegged and. It's just that's one thing that if you're sitting there having dinner for 45 minutes to an hour and you're sitting in a high EMF field, 
it could make you not feel good or think you saw something that you didn't or hear something, but it, the place is haunted. Yeah. They could have, they could have experienced something paranormal too, but there is that there as an explanation. And with these old houses, there's so many like bad wiring, old knob and tube, or even if it's been rewired, but poorly, or it's touching a pipe, a metal pipe and amplifying that EMF. They, oh, yeah. You do got to look into it. Yeah, like a lot of the older houses, the wiring is not shielded. So it's just blowing off high EMF. Uh, like you wouldn't believe. And some people are really hypersensitive to high EMF. So it could cause right. them to have, you know, hallucinations and stuff like that. And I've never yeah. had, I'm, I'm not hyper allergic to it. So it doesn't really bother me. But people in my group are hyper allergic to it. Like they do get headaches and they feel like they're sick and. Uh, Don Don is one of them. Don was like, dude, I, I felt terrible, and uh, I was like, I don't, I don't feel anything. You know, it's funny with the Farnsworth. You talk about the Farnsworth. <laughs> I went to the Farnsworth with my wife, and uh, we actually knew the guy. He used to tell the stories in the basement. Uh, a guy named Renee. Uh, he would tell the stories uh, about the hauntings in the basement, and uh, we were down there. It was around Halloween time, and the basement was like packed and. Uh, if you ever been to Gettysburg, Gettysburg is kind of like a shit show with the paranormal. Uh, they're all are you know every store up there is like fighting over like uh, a customer to to take them on a ghost tour or so you know. I mean, it's literally a shit show. There's it's a lot of ghost tour companies. Yeah, I mean, it is a shit show in Gettysburg when it comes to ghost tours, and uh, there's one troll there that uh, she's terrible, but uh, I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want to give her any clout. But she's a uh, I said she's a troll, but uh, I'm not going to give her. If she's listening, yeah, you I hope do she your knows who I am. She's talking to her. the good people and the good companies versus the not so good <laughs> ones down there. There's oh, I've, both. I've worked up there. I worked at one of them. And not you I, specifically, but anybody who's listening and going to Gettysburg, do your yeah. research. Yeah, they got some winners up there. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah. You know, I was in the Farnsworth, and it's packed. I mean, we're all sitting in the basement. My wife's sitting next to me to have candles lit, and it's he's telling the ghost stories about how a ghost came down with a full crowd and walked down the aisle and all this shit, you know, and I'm like sitting there. And there's a candle right beside me on the ledge, and I, they they are, like, focused on this, on Renee telling these stories, right? And I, I reached over, and I, I turned out the candle on my finger. I turned it off. I took the flame out, right? So I hear the lady behind me, oh, my God, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting there. And she goes, the candle went out. The candle went out. She's talking to her husband. And then he's like, oh, my God, the candle went out. The candle went out. And my wife goes, John, the candle went out beside you. I was like, I know. I put it out. She goes, you dick. <laughs> there are people to this day still saying their paranormal experience yeah. at the Farnsworth house. Thanks to you. It was so funny. My wife goes, John, the candle went out. I was like, yeah, I know. She goes, how do you know? I said, I put it out. <laughs> she was so mad at me. She goes, you're a dickhead. Mm. I, was, I said, look, I made these people behind me. I made their whole night by putting that candle out. <laughs> they think it was a ghost. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there are so many people that want to see paranormal activity that go to these haunted towns and they always come back with the same thing lens flare. Yeah. And dust. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it's so prevalent that, like, I, I can't believe how many people don't understand from other times they've taken pictures in their life 
that if there's a light in the room and you're taking a photo of it, there may be a blue little light in the same shape somewhere else on the photo. And if you just move your camera around a little, you'll see that that blue light's going to move with your movement. It's yeah. lens flare. You have mirrors inside your camera that creates yeah. that. And oh, they all think they got a ghost and you feel bad. So I don't typically tell these people that it's lens flare unless I'm having a good day. Yeah, or shutter speed. or. You but know. sometimes they get really mad at you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's not a ghost. <laughs> I've had a guy, uh, you guys, when they first started with me, they were watching the, the DVR and they see uh, dust go by the camera. Oh, my God, that was a ghost. I'm like, nah, dude, that was dust. Yeah, that's like, literally dust might poop. That's all. Like, How do you know that's dust? I'm like, it's a dust, dude. It's dust particles. The IR light is picking up dust particles. And right. you know what? I've done a little research on dust particles, believe it or not. I like rabbit holes. Dust mites eat like everything, you know, like your skin, your hair, yeah. whatever they can find. And they poop all the time. And then dust is also compromised of other things. But when a dust mite poops, apparently part of the structure of dust that it creates as its poop is crystalline in nature, like in, in chemical structure and build. Which explains why if dust comes in front of the camera, it reflects off that IR light or any light, whether you're using your flash or you're using an IR light, literally has like a crystalline structure to it that reflects light, just like if you hung a crystal in a window. And yeah. now you got rainbows everywhere. So, yeah. you know, that's that's why it lights up, that's why it glows. Like there's a actual scientific explanation for dust hitting a light a certain way and then disappearing because it turns and now it seems like it disappeared, but no, it's just not reflecting light anymore. It, it looks really big when it's close and kind of see-through. And as it's further away, spiders close up to the camera that people think is some kind of energy blob yep. moving around. It's, it's just so close, it's blurry. You can see yep. through it. A hair, same I've thing. I've seen that on that stupid show that, Freaking real, what is it that not that Doc Paris show was just talking about on caught on camera? Yeah, I seen the same thing, right? There was a guy put a video on, it was a freaking spider, and they were saying it was, and even those dumbasses on the show were saying it was paranormal. I'm like, that's a spider. I had the same thing happen mm -hmm. in a case that I did. It, it was a freaking spider, and it was the same exact way. I'm like, and they're saying that's a ghost. I'm like, no, that's not a ghost. I that know. is a spider. I was like, damn it. I, I you know, have I'm taken video, that blown it. I've taken their video, blown it up, gone frame by frame and sent it back to them. Like, see the legs? And they're like, no, it's a ghost. I'm like, oh, come on. It's a spider. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm all for getting real paranormal evidence. I love, I live for it. You know what I mean? I'm, this is what I do. But I'm not going to put off something that's not, paranormal i'm not gonna say hey this is paranormal when i know it's not you know mm -hmm. like e even you know some of my friends they'll, they'll send me stuff and i'll say yeah and i'll give them my opinion and they'll say no no it's not no it's not no i'm I like no why did the people do that i'm like look man i'm looking at it as that's not paranormal that's me like certain certain people will see a shadow or something or you know they'll say oh they did that, that that's a ghost that's a ghost i'm like no, dude, that's an IR light reflecting off the back of us as we're walking, you know. But they want to argue about it. I'm like, look, I'm not going to argue about it. If you want to call it a ghost, it's your evidence. You do what the hell you want to do, but 
I'm telling you, that's not paranormal. Um, I've seen paranormal shit, and that's not paranormal. What you're, I'm all for catching paranormal stuff. I love it, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna claim something's paranormal. It's not. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna put my name to it. There's no way. Yeah, it's not a million years. What can you do though? I mean, yeah. these people don't. And I've had close friends something, and they want you yeah. to to confirm. They don't I want had, you to confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah, I had my own members do it to me not too long ago. Um, I think Todd did it to me. He goes, "Yeah, man, this is a uh, check this check the shadow out." And I'm looking at him like, "Who was in the room there?" He goes, "Where?" I said, "The one right next to it." He goes, "I don't think anybody was in there." I said, "Me and Nick were in there at one time." I said, "Go back into the video and see if me and Nick are in there." He goes. Yeah, you guys went in there, but that's not you in the hallway. I was like, that's a light. That's a flashlight. He goes, you think so? I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, look, man. I said, if you're going to claim something's paranormal, you got to go through every freaking last resort before you say it's paranormal. Especially if you're going to present it to a client. If you're going to present it to a client, then, hey, you know, it better be, it better be real, you know? It's got to yeah, be Yeah, you real. have to look at everything from before, after, and you have to have the experience to know, hey, I've seen this before. It's kind of looking like something I've seen before. Let me go back and see if it's that. It's. I know it's exciting to find paranormal evidence, but, you know, Scott and I kind of have a rule that if either one of us even has a doubt, we, we literally do that, the when in doubt, throw it out thing. Yeah, yeah, when in doubt, throw it out because... We only want the best. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, you gotta in this field, in the paranormal field, in the paranormal community, man, your your reputation is all you really have. And if if you're known as a liar, you're not really gonna go too far in this. You're not gonna have many friends. You you know, you're just you're not gonna go far, and your reputation is gonna be shot. Uh, The the paranormal community will definitely uh, blackball you and. You're not going to get many cases after that. That I can I can almost assure you. Um, yeah, well, even if you're not a liar, but you're just not very good at looking for logical, reasonable explanations for things, or you don't have that scientific mindset to really know how things work. Yeah, you, you're just you're going to put out subpar evidence, and if your goal is to literally try and show the world that there is life after death and how it manifests itself and how it works or come to any kind of actual reasonable explanation on how this works. You're not going to get any closer if you're entertaining things that aren't just like hardcore unexplainable activity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at some of the paranormal groups that are out here and that's even if people are listening that are not paranormal investigators, you'll, you go to their page and you'll see they'll get a K2 hit or something and, automatically they'll say it's paranormal. Oh, that's paranormal. And they go through no resources to check out whether or not it really is paranormal. Was it, is it really paranormal? You know what I mean? You got a yeah, K2 it's, hit. It's, so what? You so got a K2 true. hit. Was it paranormal or was it uh, your phone going off? And a lot of people carry their phones on them, you know, in investigations. These things throw off so much uh, EMF, especially if you get like a text Somebody oh, text you a notification. A yeah, dude, it, it's gonna make your your stuff go off. And uh, hey, Sarge. Hey, Sarge, Sarge what's up, bud? What's going on, man? <laughs> we're still at it. <laughs> <laughs> two hours, two and a half hours in, we're still going. 
That's what but, we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, they, they take no resources to figure out if it's paranormal or it isn't paranormal. Like they're all, all of a sudden, yeah, it's, that's a ghost. No, no, it's not a ghost. You got to make sure it's something paranormal. Well, and like the, the worst example I've ever seen was this woman on TikTok doing live psychic greetings. That first of all, she called free and we're anything but. But she's sitting there pulling generic cards for people that would apply to anybody that would want a message from a dead loved one. And she's got a K2 meter sitting there right in front of her phone. And it's lighting up and it's lighting up. And guess what happened every time it lit up? There was a ding on her phone from a notification from the cash app app thing that she was collecting money on to do the readings <laughs> and she's like look your, your spirit family are here and it's like no your cash flow is here that's all that means yeah, yeah your ghost is here every time you hear that cha-ching right right it's just somebody else wants a reading <laughs> jesus christ you're paying for you're paying for a hope and a prayer that's all right. you're paying for <laughs> yeah and they were like james van Prague cards and then all these cards are like, your loved ones are still with you. And it's like, who wouldn't want to hear that? That's not even specific enough to convince anybody. <laughs> Unless you really just want to get that message from your loved one. That I could told, apply to anybody. I told my wife, my wife went to a psychic one time uh, right after her brother died. And uh, she was really feeling low. So her and her friends go to the psychic up in Gettysburg somewhere. And I called them on the phone and I said, I'm going to give you Johnny Wishbones. Psychic reading user all going to be about a hundred and fifty dollars less in your bank account in about twenty minutes. <laughs> They're like, you're a dick. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be real less in your bank account in about twenty minutes when you, as soon as you get done paying her. I said, I'm going to tell you everything that she's probably going to tell you that, you know, oh, I feel this or I feel that, and depends on which one it is. There is a good one down there in Gettysburg. That I came across way before she had a shop in Gettysburg. She What's her she, name? she convinced me. Um, Michelle. She that's goes the one by they like, went to. She's good. Yeah, that's the one they went to. Yep. She's actually really good. She did all her tuning in and all her information before we even got on the phone. At that point, she already had it all typed up and written up, and like sent me a copy and stuff. But she was really good. I really liked that reading I got from her. Um, she goes by the Spirit Whisperer. Yep. In fact, Sarge, that's the one I was trying to dig up and show you the one time I had trouble kind of finding her last name, I think. Is it Williams? Michelle Williams? Yep. That's her. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. She has that little red place there across from the Dobbin house back in the yep. little. Yeah. She's that, good. That's the one. Yep. Yep. My wife went to her and my wife said she was actually pretty good, but I, you know. I never based anything off of psychics. I did go to one when I was a kid. This guy used regular cards, like playing cards. Oh, and okay. he was he was reading off of just regular playing cards. He's like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I'll tell you what, man. A lot of the stuff that he said way back then happened. Like, it was weird. Um, I had a truck, a blue uh, S10 pickup. And he goes, I see a truck. But I didn't have it then. I had it later, like a year later. He said, I see a blue truck. You got a blue truck? I was like, no, nah, I don't have a blue truck. I didn't have a blue truck. And uh, he goes, well, I see the brakes. Uh, 
going out on that truck if you get a blue truck. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a blue truck. You know, but I and I wanna buy a used truck like a year later. And I did some work to it and I didn't like it, so I said, ah, I sold it. I sold it to my brother in law. And uh I'm not kidding you, the brakes went out on that truck like and it was a blue truck. Like a month after I sold it to him, the the uh the brake line blew and the brakes went out. <laughs> so you're not a good mechanic. No, that wasn't me. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't <laughs> you anything didn't do fix it that. up right. <laughs> no, I mean, I fixed the stuff that was on it, but it was just like electrical stuff. But this the brake line that blew, and he lost the uh, the brakes and almost almost got killed. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. And I had a reading once from a woman that told me I was going to have a baby soon, and it was in between my two kids. And she said, "You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a son. You're gonna have a boy." And I'm like, "I don't want any more kids," and I'm pretty careful about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here, within like six months, nine months, something like that, I just got obsessed with my little Pomeranian and ended up adopting him. And that was my son, I guess, because <laughs> I got a boy dog. But I, I never had a little boy baby. But it's some of those messages can come through like that. You know, if you consider your pets your kids, you can you can tie that together. Yeah, that's like you said, me and my wife are gonna have three kids. I said, bullshit. <laughs> right? Nope. Nope. You have two no, hands sir. for a reason. Yep, I was like, nope. Having three but, kids is hard. He's like, you're gonna have three kids. I was like, no, I'm not. You ready your goddamn mind I'm gonna have three kids. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I nope. Have- Two well-planned children and no boys, but I did get a dog. I'd have tied a knot in this thing. That'd have been <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless my daughter's gonna have uh, two kids or something, I don't know. But whatever. No, I ain't having it anymore. <laughs> How many do you that. have? I know you I have, have a daughter. Have you have one. one. Yep. How old is like, she? She's twenty-one right now. She'll be. She get ready to turn twenty-two. Okay. You're about ready to be a grandpa. Nope. No. I ain't ready for that shit yet. Nah, no, well, it, it doesn't matter if you're ready. It's Is she ready? <laughs> She's still in college. You better not be ready. Not yet. I just wanted to get a degree and get the hell out of school and have a career and start her life, you know? Yeah. But things happen sometimes, right? Yeah, but this day and age, there's protection out there. You can use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's all kinds of protection out there. Use it. If you well, ain't Sarge ready to have did. kids, don't don't do it. Sarge said uh he got a reading at the beach and she told him that him and his ex would be together forever. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been on crack that day. Yeah, she must have been. Because <laughs> they are no longer together. Yeah, news baby she's gonna bounce back into your life again. Oh, God. May happen. Well, that's not together forever. That's together intermittently, sporadically. <laughs> sporadically, yeah. <laughs> Still would it fit. Just get a big life insurance policy on her, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> she comes up missing. You'll be like, man, maybe Sarge knocked her off. <laughs> oh, well, he didn't the first time, so he probably wouldn't the second time. <laughs> Oh man, you know when I worked in prison, I worked in a prison when I was very young. And uh, no, it didn't, Sarge. You said that cut him deep. No, it didn't. 
<laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Nothing cuts you deep. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I worked in a prison, and a guy, um, he wound up uh, killing uh, his his girlfriend. And uh, I think he came home from work one day and actually called his wife in the act cheating with a guy. And he, he killed her. He, he stabbed the guy. The guy jumped out the window. And she ran out of the house, and he chased her down the street. This was in Baltimore. He chased her down the street to her sister's house and stabbed her like I don't know, like thirty-seven times. He wanted, he killed her. And uh, I just remember him coming into prison, and he wound up killing himself. And on my section of all, of, well, I wasn't there, but when I came in the next day, they said he had hung himself, but uh, he had left a note and you know, saying all the stuff that. Yeah, I really loved her. And you know, the funny thing is she was a um she was a correction officer. And he killed her. Yeah, I was like, wow. He I loved her and he left his suicide note and I tell you what, he went through a whole lot of shit to hang himself in there because there wasn't really a whole lot to really grip into, but he weaved like a sheet through the vent. I don't know how he got through there, but he did it and he he hung himself from the vent. I was like, wow. A lot. I'll tell you what, prisons are pretty haunted. And the one I worked in was uh, it was the old jail in Baltimore, and uh, hey, what that some bitch was pretty haunted. Uh, especially a lockup, I would hear voices and and segregation all the time. And a lot of times we didn't have any people in lockup; it would be empty, and we would hear voices in the in the cell block, and we're like, "You hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, that's down at the end. It's always down at the end." I'm like. You get down there, you know, shine a light in the cell, and there would there would be nobody in there. You'd be like, "What the hell?" I definitely heard voices uh, coming out of there. We would do a lot of rounds back there, and man, it, you would just hear people talking, like randomly, two guys talking, and go back there and check. Nobody there. It, it was totally weird. I just, you know, there's so many bad things that happen in prison. People get murdered and you know, get extorted, get murdered, especially people that have, you know, bad charges, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. I use some barbecue. I use some, uh, some of that pulled pork, sorry. Just some, some bomb stuff this year. We'll make it happen, brother. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's uh, Teddy right here? He said, my son loves him and work with a young man in jail, in a jail school. You can work with young people. Yeah, we had a bunch of uh, bunch of child molesters on one of my sections one time, and they wound up killing a child molester. Uh, like child molesters really don't have much going on in prison. You, if you're no. if you're a if you're They're a child targeted. molester, you're you're done, dude. You even if you try to hide it. I mean, first thing that happens when you walk on a Especially if you're like on a level four like prison yard, is you give you got to give up your paperwork, and what what that means is they they're going to check your paperwork and what you're locked up for. The inmates check it, not the guards. The guards already know what you're in there for, but the inmates ask for your paperwork, and if you don't give up your paper paperwork, then they're going to book your ass, and book your ass means they're going to stab you. Uh, and, and <laughs> if you're a child molester, you're really done. You you're done. Uh, you're either gonna get stabbed up and taken off the yard, or they're gonna extort the shit out of you 
if you got money. If you have money, they're going to either extort the shit out of you until they can't extort you anymore, and then they're going to stab your ass up, and they're going to ship you off the yard. You're going to be getting out of there. There's no room in prison for child molesters. They're either on protective custody or they're gone. You know, that's just how it is. Rightfully so. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve every minute of you do that to a child, murder a child, or you know, rape a child. Man, I I got no love for you. You're gonna get it. And you know what? And the guards, <laughs> the guards see it the same way. If if they get you know, sometimes, I think they do it for amusement. They'll stick them in a the general population, and uh, they don't last very long. They'll get raped. They'll get stabbed. They'll get extorted. I mean, they're not. You know, it, it, prison's a, a rough place, man. Like you, you can get killed in there quicker than any place in the world. Like you'll lose your life over some really dumb stuff. Talking like food, mm-hmm. cigarettes, a phone, right? Uh, you know, stupid shit. You'll lose your life over well, really quick. Well, it's not quick. stupid to them. You know, no, stuff keeps them, them get, keeps their will to live going. They're a city a within. Like they're a city within that prison. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like their own world man like and there's <laughs> there's some wolves in there man it is no shit there's some wolves in there and you're not a strong individual you're not gonna make it no nope. i made a- it half a day of training to work in a prison and quit i was like hell no <laughs> i seen some like, shit when i worked in there i tell you i seen some shit i am not suited for even working at a prison let alone being a prisoner I just remember going back to the um, going to Moundsville and investigating Moundsville, and walking walking into a prison system again after I haven't been there. And shit, I worked in the prison system for about five years, and uh, going back to it, it just brought back so many memories. When I walked through that gate, and you know he shut the gate behind me, boom! I remember that first day that I worked in a prison, and you know you walk in and they shut that grill behind you. Boom. I mean, that thing that's like echoes through your freaking mind. You're like, holy shit, I'm in it now, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. in prison with these guys. I remember. Because, I, I mean, not too many people go through a prison, an actual functioning, operating prison. I mean, maybe you go in for visitations at most. How many people have the opportunity to walk around an actual functioning prison and experience all the different sections. I mean, I went through everything from where they have the common areas, like for the better behaved prisoners that can just sleep in bunks that are almost like half wall cubicles because they're well behaved. They have, they can be more social all the way up to death row that day. And yeah, I mean, death row was like maybe four cells, five cells, something like that in this prison. And where you at, Camp Hill? Yeah, Camp Hill. Yeah, my friend worked at Camp Hill. And there was maybe two body widths of space between the prison cell and the wall with the windows across from, you know, that they could look out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it wouldn't have been taken too much of a mistake for you to stand too close to those cells and get grabbed. There, You, you didn't have much room to stay away from the... Uh, you know, death row inmates or, you know, the segregation inmates in those sections. I mean, it was, they don't have guns. The guards aren't armed. There's one of them for every, what, 50 
prisoners? Oh, yeah. I had um, 300 <clears throat> inmates. I had 300 inmates and I was by myself. Yeah, but I'm talking like when they're out of their cells and they're they're yeah they were out of their from cells. one location or next, you know. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. At the time I was there, there was only one or two guards per fifty to a hundred, maybe. At best, I had I had two sections, and each section had 156 inmates, and it was over 300 inmates. And then I had to control by myself, and, right. uh, and you you're not armed. Chow and no, hell no, I had some mace. That was about it. Yeah, you couldn't even, I mean, you couldn't even carry a. Um, uh, a like baton, like yeah. that shit. We had these pagers that you wore. Uh, if something kicked off, you hit that pager, and it would it would alert the uh, central control that you know there was shit going on. But they had whistles. Uh, now maybe yeah, the guards too, had pagers, but everybody there had a whistle, and I was literally told never blow the whistle. And they were saying like, "You're getting attacked, don't blow the whistle. You're getting raped, don't blow the whistle." Apparently, <laughs> you're getting raped, don't blow it. Right? <laughs> everything is going to go to hell if you actually blow the whistle. So there's really no point in having the whistle. You should never use the whistle. I'm like, y'all are fucked up. Like I'm not working here. Like you, I don't know how y'all are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing this game. Nope. I, I, I tell you what, when I went, to, when I investigated Moundsville, it was just weird walking back in there. And uh, I tell you what, Moundsville was really haunted. You ever been to Moundsville? <laughs> I have not been to Moundsville, but boy, Super I can just cool look place. at that place. I, I've been outside of Moundsville virtually with Scott. He slept outside of it by the mound. Oh, by the um, burial ground. Yeah, he was on like a road trip on his. He had gone to Trans Allegheny for a tour, and he was spending the night at Lake Shawnee, and he's spent the night in the parking lot of Moundsville and it's that's good enough I mean I've, I've seen a lot of stuff from Moundsville and that's rugged we're talking the modern prison system that you worked in and that I experienced back then it was it, insane the way prison was back then yeah I did uh I did a documentary with uh, a Belgium celebrity I think his name was Yanni Oh, his freaking last name was weird, like Yanni Klitz, Klitzitz, or what the hell was his last name? Look up real quick. But he was a uh, he was a really famous uh, Belgium celebrity, and um, they have, they have, they off they actually offered me to investigate with him because they they didn't know much about the prison and they wanted to. Former correction officer and a paranormal investigator slash paranormal investigator. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'll do it, you know. And uh I met with them. I tell you what, I had a good time. They were fun, they were fun people to hang around with. Uh Yanni was he was funny, man. He he, he something happened to him in one of the cells and he freaked out and ran <laughs> and ran out. He was scared to death. Let me see if it's on here. Yanni. <laughs> His name spelled it's spelled with J A J A N I. What was his last name? I'm trying to find him on Google here. Yanni, it's it begins with a K. Yanni something. Uh, let's see. It was on his his network. It's like Belgium TV or something like that. 
the show yeah i don't watch much tv anymore i do like fall asleep to it that's why i don't watch a lot of tv like i try but then i'll just fall asleep you're like my well, boy you sleep with the tv on all night i have to Oh my God. With, between ADHD and psychic abilities, I yeah, I'm not I'm not laying alone in the dark, in the silence. So his, name, his, name, his name is Yanni. I'm not good at German here. This is like a German kind of name, I guess. Yanni Kazaltzitz, or I think it's spelled it's spelled uh, K A Z A L T. Z-I-S. Sounds like Kazaltskis. Yeah. That's his name. It was funny, the man. They show up. <laughs> they showed up. And uh, I'm sh- I got, like, the thermal imaging, and, you know, the, they're, we're doing all the stuff, and <clears throat> we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does we sound like he would the- tell him, bless you, if he said his last name. Kazaltskis, bless you. <laughs> yeah, he's a hell of a nice guy, but we had we had a blast. We did experience a lot of paranormal things. Uh, me and Carl were were walking down the um, one of the cell blocks, and I heard something say my name, like someone say my name, like real whispery, like John. It was like drawn out, like John. Carl looked at me. I was like, "Did you just hear my name?" He's like, "Yep, I did hear that." <laughs> I was like, "I said my name." And then we went. And there's one particular show where an inmate was stabbed, uh, was stabbed and killed by his uh, cellmate. His name was uh, they called him Red, and he was like an Aryan Brotherhood guy, like a skinhead racist kind of. Mm-hmm. And his cellmate stabbed him like the neo-Nazi. Yeah, it was like the Aryan gang. Brotherhood or something. Yeah, and right. they wanted to, wanted to stab him like 37 times in the cell, and we're in the cell, and I'm like, "Hey, Red, do you know you're dead?" <laughs> just being smart and uh something touches yanni and he man he freaks out and he he's gone out of the cell i'm not going back in there i'm not going he was gone man it was funny as hell but we i took him to another place in there it was called the uh the sugar shack uh there was a lot of murders in there and rapes and stuff like that and uh I took him down in there and we heard a we heard a disembodied voice say help me it was it was pretty cool and uh, he was like, did you just hear a voice say, help me? I was like, yep, I sure did. He was, what was that? I said, there was a disembodied voice. And he goes, that was you. I said, that wasn't me. And this is, it doesn't even sound like who me. is the person that was saying this? It was uh, Yanni that. that oh, really? From, from yeah, he heard it. So he wasn't like. Always investigating. Was this like his first time, or? Yeah, yeah, it was like his first time. He's like some kind of like uh, celebrity over there. I don't. I, I was gonna say if you haven't even if you're impressed by the help me, EVP, you haven't done too much investigating because you get that and get out all the time. Yeah, I was I was hoping he would hear something like that. You know, during the investigation, I was like, damn, I hope we hear this body voice. And we did. We heard a couple of them actually. It was awesome. I was like, damn, hell yeah, this is gonna be great for the show. And. Uh, it was. It turned out to be a pretty eventful night. We we investigated till like uh, I don't know, it was like five in the morning, and then we drove home from Moundsville. Oh my god, I'm tired. Uh-uh. I, I, I was so tired. 
I'd be I sleeping by the burial mound <laughs> like Scott I like, did. <laughs> I think I drove home like three quarters of the way asleep. I don't know how the hell I drove home. I, I was totally just spent. I'm like, I, I, Carl's over there nodding out. I'm like fighting it to stay awake. I'm like, why don't I just get a freaking hotel room and right. stay in a hotel room? God damn it, I'm so stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a trek back. Oh my god. Room. It was like five hours or something. Right? It, was some, it was ridiculous. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, why I do that? I'll yeah, never we came do that back again. from Hillview. We left there, I think, at one in the morning. And we wanted to stay longer, but we knew we had like a four hour drive home. So oh, we hell got home around five the one, in the morning. Hmm? Yeah, the one time the one time we went there, me and Carl, uh when we did the Newcastle case. We went, investigated, and then we drove home the next day, and we, it was tough. No, I just had to hope and pray that my, just put all our lives in Adam's hands, because it was both me and the girls in the car, and we all passed out. I'm like, that poor man, I don't know how he's going to make it home without killing us all, because I could have never made that drive home. Oh, hell, we, we went to North Carolina. We drove to North Carolina. It was like seven hours. And we went down on a Friday. We investigated a Friday night into Saturday. And we drove home the next day. And holy shit. That was that was the worst one I ever had to drive. Don said, I'll drive for the first couple hours or so, right? So my sister and I just shut my eyes. He waking me up. I'm tired. You know, I've been driving like two hours. Like, what the hell, dude? You only drove like two hours. <laughs> well, see, like, Adam's the sort, like, the second he stops moving, because he's ADHD, too, so he, like, buzzes around all day. The second he sits down, he falls asleep. I thought for sure we were all going to die, because how how does he stay awake while driving, but he can't stay awake in the conversation we're having and sitting on the couch? <laughs> He'll just fall asleep in the middle of a conversation. Oh, yeah, so, I'll do that. I don't know how we made it home. <laughs> I don't know how I made it home with some of the investigations. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I can't break my eyes open. And I'm driving. Nobody wants to freaking drive. It's like, are you driving, John? Are you driving? I'm like, I don't really freaking want to, but it sounds like none of you guys want to, but it seems like I got to drive. I'm like, holy it's shit. It's so hard at night everything just starts to get blurry and boring. I can drive tired during the day, but not, not at night. Yeah. I'm dead at night, man. I'm just like, I mean, I'll fall asleep in some of the investigations sometimes. (laughs) 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 It was like a Friday night and I worked that day and I'm like, Oh, about three in the morning. You're like, Oh God, I'm tired. I'm really I'd rather just sleep in the car or in the grass somewhere than try and drive home tired. But I'm a tired person. I'm always tired. I know my limits, and I cannot be driving tired in the dark, or I'm going to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Those assholes <laughs> left me. I fell asleep in a haunted place, and they left me in there. I was like, you assholes. <laughs> I slept I in one every up. night for five years. It doesn't bother me. I freaking woke up, and I'm like, where the hell is everybody? Like, <laughs> they just left me laying on the couch sleeping. I'd have been mad they didn't throw up some cameras on you. We had cameras. See if anything happened. That—that's one of the houses we had blessed, and that's where the priest heard the growling noise. Yeah, I don't know if there's some kind of growling ass demon around. If I'd sleep too well. Yeah, I mean, 
we definitely heard a growling noise of <laughs> that. I just remember the look on that priest's face, and uh, he's his eyes were bugging out of his head. He's like, "Where's that dog?" I'm like, "They don't own a dog." He's like, mm. "They don't own a dog." I'm like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "I think we should do this, this blessing again." I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Yeah, I think we better do it again." Except this time, he did the fast track version and got the hell out of there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he the got, discount cleansing. He, yeah, he got the half off cleansing and he bounced. I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." And yeah, the activity never stopped. They they actually wound up moving out. They, they just there's there's no explanations for this stuff. To throw some holy water around and sprinkling some fairy dust is not going to do it, unfortunately. You can't yeah, play I mean, something you can't really see or, or you know, you can't predict what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like We can't. did our cleansing and still had two more rounds to deal with. I think, I'm, you know, doing your own protection, whatever that may be, whatever your faith is, on a regular basis as ongoing maintenance just seems to work a lot better than expecting to go in with a bunch of sage and salt and not ever have to think about it again. Yeah, you yeah, have I to mean, actively work at protecting yourself. I I don't you know I I just remember uh, a psychic. Uh, I did a case and the psychic said, "John, have you been protecting yourself?" I was like, "What do you mean condoms?" She's like, yeah. "She's like, no, I'm not talking about condoms." She got all pissed off. I was like, "No, I don't protect myself." I said, like, well, "I wear a, a you know a medallion. I wear a St. Michael's medal. I mean, that's I'm Catholic." And she's like. Well, that's protection. I was like, protection from what? Like, I'm not, you know, from demons. I'm like, oh, I've never seen one yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she goes, well, who the she goes, well, who the hell says you're going to see a demon? I said, well, you just said I was going to see one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you protecting yourself from then? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, what am I wearing a protection for? I was like, I wear this all the time because I'm Catholic. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I wear. She's like, so you you have faith? I'm like. Well, yeah, I'm Catholic. Yeah. She's like, well, that's protection. I'm like, okay. Whatever. Whatever. There are some people that get a little just really into the the metaphysics. Like, I I don't know how many hours a day they spend charging crystals and making moon water and burning candles and meditating. What's moon water? Well, when it's a full moon, you just stick water outside. Oh, the um, moon jet- and the moon charges the it. Yep. <laughs> That's <retarded>. <laughs> I mean, I'm a very <laughs> spiritual person, I am, but I simply do not have enough time and energy to do it correctly. That's the problem. <laughs> oh Lord, that, that stuff is not I don't I don't believe in that shit whatsoever. What's moon water? <laughs> <laughs> but there are people that will generate enough faith and protection by believing in something like that <laughs> as somebody would with a religion. It's, it's all about like your mental state and like how strong you feel. That's, <laughs> that's the best protection. I mean, you can worship your favorite beer if you want, as long as you really believe in it, yeah, yes, it's yeah. going to help. <laughs> I definitely know it's going to get me blasted when I drink enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is called liquid courage for a reason. <laughs> That was a bad example. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's very moon water. I was like, what the hell is moon water? (laughs) 
Yeah, you can use it all month long once you charge it up <laughs> under the full moon. <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. Just <laughs> get the water. biggest kick out of moon water. <laughs> it's I, a thing, John. Yeah, hey, it's uh, we're, we're going to charge up some moon water tonight. Sarge had a good idea. We can make moon rum. Yeah, we can make some moon rum with some molasses. <laughs> Stick your rum out under the moonlight. <laughs> I, yeah, I've. I, so I've seen people do some really weird stuff over the years, like trying to protect themselves. And I'm like, this is not going to help you, man. <laughs> it's not going to help you. I, I've seen a lot of things over the years and it's just mm, never seen, never seen it work. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that's because that's not where your faith lies, but for a lot of people it does. And they find a lot of, strength and grounding and protection in metaphysical sort of things. But other people, I, I love when people think that like religion and the paranormal don't mix because they do. There are more deep faith people in the paranormal than there are in the church sometimes. Just because people go out looking for ghosts and believe in ghosts doesn't mean they don't pray to God. You have to have that faith, whatever it may be, in order to be dealing with this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get that faith. Um, and there's definitely shit out here we really do not understand. I don't I think we don't I don't think we're really able to comprehend the total you know, the, the whole total thing of the surrounds the paranormal stuff you know what i mean i mean we're just touching the surface of what these things can really do you know what i mean and how yeah. they produce this it's just a th all theory at this point oh yeah it's it's just you, you have more questions and answers all the time it, you, you're investigating and you're like god damn it man why is it doing that you know what i mean you're just why the more why 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 this day and not the that day why you know, you, you go there and like Franklin House, we went there, activity was through the roof. We go there again, you know, and there's nothing there or, you know what I mean? That's what it's, I said. When you go back, there's not going to be any activity. It'll be dead. And you're like, uh-uh, this place is crazy. And you went back, you're like, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I didn't have- places are. Luckily I didn't have like a lot of stuff. I just went there to talk to her and I just had a couple of, and I have a reporter or two with me and I was just, but we talked till like, I don't know, 12 o'clock and, you know, in the morning, you know, so- by the time they got out, there was like one. I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. Like we went upstairs and like walked around. Didn't have a whole lot of shit happen like we did the first time, but it was just like, yes. Yeah, and I wasn't feeling it either. Like when we were there the first time, you could feel the energy. It's weird that you can feel energy. Like you feel it, and it felt like there was stuff there. But this time, it just was quiet. You know, we were walking around, and I'm like, yeah, it's dead, man. It's dead. We we did a couple of EVP sessions, and I was like, "Thank God we're not investigating like a full on investigation because this would suck." You know what I mean? I was, this yeah. would really suck. But it just—it's always kind of hit or miss, and it can go from hour to hour, let alone day to day. Oh yeah, you have definitely. A crazy active hour, and then it's dead the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's crazy, like the stuff that you can that can happen in a short bit of time. Like I said, I did that one case. I went into the I went into the house and I had a bunch of things happen. Like boom, 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 right away. And I'm like, 
let me get the cameras in here and get set up. Get everything going. You know, I get everything set up, and then there's it's nothing. I'm like, damn, dude, the hell, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, they know when the cameras are on. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I was like, man, damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sergey. I went back there to talk to him about getting in there. We're good to go too. If uh, whenever you guys are ready to get back in there. She said we can get back in there uh, in the Franklin House Tavern whenever whenever I want. So she said, whenever you guys got a date, um, I'm going to get me, you, sorry. Are you going to be able to go, um, Chris? I'm starting to, to think about venturing out a little bit here. Um, cases seem to be getting down pretty low. Got me some new masks. I should be wearing masks even when it's not COVID, as bad as my immune system is. So y'all are just going to have to get used to masks now that they're normalized. Cause I'll be wearing it all the time, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully soon. I think I'm about ready. Sweet. Sweet. Cause uh, yeah, she said, just let her know and um, give her some dates so she can verify what day it is. And me, you, uh, Sarge and Scott will go over there and nail it down. Hopefully we have yeah. a lot of stuff happen. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, Especially having somebody with abilities walk in, it kind of amps things up sometimes. They either get really pissed or really excited, or like they, they either want you in or they want you out. Yeah. So I'd like to compare too. Like maybe you guys go in, see how it goes, and see if it changes if I come in. Yeah, it might. You know, activity might go nuts with uh, with you there. Who knows? It it might do nothing. They may be like, "Oh shit, she." can figure us out we better be quiet you never know which way it's gonna go i'd like to see how yeah. it responds yeah i would too definitely um just the activity we had in a short bit of time we were there the first time was pretty cool the sarge said he's flexible just we just gotta nail down a date um and we'll get in there and get it done Hopefully it's it's pumping that night because then the first night I was there it was crazy. I I was totally blown away. I did not expect that much stuff to happen. Right that away. was a lot. I mean, just the EVPs you had to share on the podcast was a lot. Yeah, I started going over the audio and I'm like, holy shit! I can't believe we caught this much stuff. And some of that stuff we didn't even hear, uh, but a lot of stuff we heard out loud. But a lot of stuff we didn't hear. And I was surprised I didn't pick it up on you know being plugged in. And I didn't hear it. It was just well below the hearing range that, you know, the human hearing range. I couldn't hear it. You and Sarge only usually investigate on the weekends, though, because of work, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're basically, you know, weekends. But okay. I could take off and investigate during the week. It doesn't matter to me. I'd take off work. I don't care. Well, Scott's usually like a weekday investigator because he gets a lot of work on the weekends. He's kind of the opposite schedule. And I just sit here and I'm available whenever. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd, I'd like to get the place a day maybe when they're not operating. And they closed today because oh, of the really? snow. Yeah. Today would have been a perfect day to investigate it. Hey, it's only midnight. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. But I, I'm freaking beat now. I didn't get any rest. Mm -hmm. It kind of sucks. It's about an hour and from my house, it's about an hour and 20 minutes to get there. But uh, 
I'll tell you what, that place was well worth going there the first time. Sarge is ready. He wants to he go said, now. He said, I got a go bag. Let's roll. <laughs> I got a go bag, but I don't think everything's charged. <laughs> I don't have shit charged. I don't have anything charged up, unfortunately. But uh, I got a bunch of cases coming down the line, though. I'm pretty booked up until June. So, That's good. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. I, gotta, back. Yeah, I gotta, actually got a case now that I got to. I have to cut all the way. Probably gonna do that one in July. Another case, yeah, yeah. She contacted me through my website, and uh, it's up in Lidditz. Actually, it's not far from from Franklin House Tavern. It's up in Lid in Lidditz. So I was like, "Hell, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it." We're doing Carol's house too. She's she's one of my clients too. So she's over in. Uh, what was that uh, Shippensburg? Okay, yeah, I heard her on the show last night talking yeah, about her experiences. Cool. Yep. Yeah, she was in for a little while tonight, but she has uh, some small children, so um, she's really cool, super cool girl. Um, she's gonna—I think she wants to go to um, Fort Mifflin with us. Oh, okay, That'd be pretty cool. So, what are you, are you thinking about going to Mifflin or? It just depends on what's going on. God, you never know in this world what's going on. What August? Is that when you said it is? It's in November. It's, yeah, I was off. November. Yep. November. I'd love to. November fourth. I'd love to. I got it's it's hard to switch gears from being locked in the house for two years to going out again. Like, is it even possible? You guys <laughs> are the opposite. Can you imagine being locked down for two years? Yeah, I was down for two years. I didn't I didn't do anything for two years. I gotta get uh I take infusions of antibodies. I gotta get them going again so I can get out safely and I can't fight the common cold. What do you have an immune uh, immune deficiency problem? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, so like autoimmune deficiency. Not autoimmune, that's the opposite. This one is overworking. Mine's underworking. Overworking, yeah. You're underworking. Yeah. Okay. I just I infuse other people's antibodies so that I can fight things off because I can't make my own. Like the common cold will literally kill me because I can't. I need antibiotics and stuff to get over a cold. Oh wow! So I I need to get those infusions going again and get a few antibodies in me before I can like safely think I could go out. Because being locked up for two years, there's no point in doing it. I'm yeah, not exposed yeah. to anything, so I'd have to start that again. Well, your husband can expose you when he goes to work. I, 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 That's I, why I, he I works from home. Oh, he works from home now? Kids are in cyber school. He works from home. Nice. Because COVID sucked. <laughs> we had to rearrange our whole life. I had it twice, I know. <laughs> we never, thank God, knock on wood, got it. Tell you what, you, didn't, you, you should be glad you didn't get it. It was pretty shitty. That's that. what I hear. That's what I hear. That's why we're locked up. Yeah, when I got it the first time uh there was no like vaccine or anything like that i just was sick for like two months hmm. and i still haven't gained my um total sense of smell and like taste really back. yep it's been i have a years. super sense of smell i'd be so mad if covid came along and took i mean i have i'm like a hound with the, the scent i can smell anything <laughs> it sucks like i, I can't even like I eat a lot of hot stuff now, like hot sauce and stuff like that, because I can't really taste anything. So 
It's it's just totally weird. It's a weird virus. <laughs> totally it weird. It's definitely different than your your cold or your flu. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. It it, it definitely takes uh, gets into your uh, your lungs. You know, it did for did for me and my wife. My wife was really sick too. She was she thought she was gonna die. She's laying in bed. I'm gonna die. I'm like, you're not gonna die. Mm. But yeah, this is yeah. really scary. Yeah, she was scared. I was over there like wheezing, and I'm like having a hard time breathing. I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to no hospital. I just kept going to the shower and uh, getting a really hot shower and breathing in the steam from the shower, and it helped. It, it cleared it up. That's took good. Like, took like two months, but I, a couple of people I worked with died from it. So yeah. It's just different because for me, most things that are viral turn into a secondary bacterial infection, and that's what I can't fight. It's not the virus, it's the bacteria. And now you're talking about a virus that has the capability of killing you, let alone what I would encounter, especially with the lung damage I have from previous infections. I'm like, I'm just not even going to test this one out. Let's just skip this virus if I can. And hopefully the antibodies for COVID will be in my infusions that I'll get them passively from other people that donated plasma. So yeah. Serious stuff. It sucks. So, you oh, know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good staying home because I don't like being sick, but I do need, I want to get out. I miss being at the locations and actually feeling the energy versus trying to tap in from afar. Well, I got something special coming for you. Uh, I purchased one of these haunted dolls. Oh. I, <laughs> I'm a voodoo doll girl, not a haunted doll girl. I got you one of these haunted dolls. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hook her up to my electroshock <laughs> therapy device. We'll see what happens. Oh, man, I'm going to do all kinds of torturous shit to it and see if it uh, can possess me or something, you know? <laughs> We'll get to electric shock, <laughs> electric shock things, and you know, kind of like weird science. See if it'll, uh, you know, it'll come to life. You know what uh, I want to do? I want to call like a real dollologist. Dollologist, okay. yeah, <laughs> a dollologist, <laughs> <laughs> like a real doll doctor, and ask them with all the dolls that they have coming and going throughout their career how many have been haunted because some people just seem to find them around every corner oh yeah you gotta go to the dark web and get them now yeah <laughs> that and the dinner boxes <laughs> just ebay <laughs> people are actually selling like random dinner boxes on like ebay and <laughs> it's just it's totally retarded. i'm like they'll do anything just freaking to sell some shit yeah Oh, hey. we have we have demonic dibic boxes on here. We just tear some wax over them. And <laughs> you you know that box. video where that person opens up a dibic box and all this dust comes out and they start choking? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> That's like the funniest videos ever. It's like, oh my, oh, god. my god, is it pneumonia yeah. or a demon? <laughs> like, crazy <laughs> yeah, could be anything you put in that box, you know? Right. <laughs> It's like anthrax. Yeah, anthrax, <laughs> cocaine. Who the hell knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm feeling really weird. 
I think I'm high on something. <laughs> that video cracks me up every time I see it. Oh, man. The, uh, the, I, that's funny. There's a dollalalalalalogist. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, apparently dollologists are a thing, just not haunted dollologists. Oh my god, is that that's that's a new uh, a new pseudoscience, a dollalalalogist? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You only need oh, one and man. a half years experience to get your ologist. <laughs> Here's how you get. You gotta make up a, a checklist for a dollarologist. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm checklist. Hell. Checklist number one. You gotta be full of shit. <laughs> checklist number two. Screw everybody wherever you can. <laughs> how many dollars do you need to become a dollarologist? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a that's a new one. A dollarologist. Yes. Holy shit. It's very professional. <laughs> yeah. It's very professional. Highly esteemed. I'm a new section you, of paranormal. These people will crawl out of the woodworks like roaches, man. Forty-two. Sarge said it's forty-two dollars to make you a dollarologist. <laughs> forty-two. <laughs> I thought it'd be like sixty-nine or something like that. <laughs> Or, six, nine. <laughs> if you don't have a demonic one, you need 42 regular <laughs> haunted. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. I, I, I'll just, I, I, that's a new one. That's a good just, one. You just pop up one day with a new certification. Oh, my God. There, a new scientific a, degree tagged to the back of your yeah. name. There's going to be a freaking degree for that one. There's going to be a, definitely a course and a degree and a certificate with that. You got to own I one. I can first, see it though. now. I At least come up now. with some some original idea shit with a haunted doll. Everybody wants a haunted doll now. What the what's the deal with the haunted doll shit? Is it because Lorraine Warren's gone now? Is that what it is? I don't know, but you know, I'm currently looking at this really haunted spoon, <laughs> and apparently, it was once owned by a serial killer. A, a serial, a real serial killer. Yeah, it's a cereal spoon. Yeah, for cereal. Right. <laughs> and he it was the alphabet killer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes soup. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> it's the alphabet soup killer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and every time you. he went to kill somebody, he'd sit there and um. Just make them watch a meat bowl of cereal first with a spoon. And the spoon is has been in a museum for like 150 years. And I think I might buy it and bring it home. <laughs> Put it in a glass case. Yeah, well, we're going to talk to it. We're going to see if it talks back and tells us its story. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he's still attached to it. He lives in the spoon now. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's called the Spoon Man. Spoon Man. Spoon Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I'm telling you, folks, we can't make this shit up. This is people are actually trying to make this a science. Dollologist, a dollologist. <laughs> I'm a spoonologist. Like, holy shit! What what else is there going to be? Oh my God, a dollologist. That's... Only time will tell, right? Yeah, oh, we'll be the talk of the, talk of the town now. <laughs> Nobody's had a haunted spoon yet, though. I'll be a first. I'll start no. the craze. <laughs> a haunted spoon. <laughs> oh, my 
God. I'm telling you, man. It, this this paranormal field is a trip. It is a trip, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, the jokes that could come out of this is is uh, oh my god. Uh oh! Somebody uh, saw a haunted spoon before. Somebody saw a haunted spoon. <laughs> I guess I got to come up with something else. Oh no! I need to be original. <laughs> I've never had anything haunted. I, well, oh, what if I, I build it that. a box? I could stick it in a box. Yeah. Uh, what, like a dimmick box. I don't know. It might have to be one of those like things that separate the utensils in the drawer. I might have to make it out of one of those. Someone, Adam, put a cat ballologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it, this this paranormal shit is just some people, man. I can get out there. They'll do anything they can do to try to be famous. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna be famous. No, no, you're not. You can run around with all the phonies you want and. Tell all the bullshit stories you want, but you know what? At the end, you're still gonna be some bullshit. A turd's a turd. I don't care which way you sh- which way you flush it. It's still a turd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's gonna flush the same way right down the shitter. Yeah. So, I I just don't get it, man. There's hey, it's people... good for it's good for a laugh. I'll give it them is. That. It really is, and you know. If you say something about these kind of people, you're picking on them. They're the victim. They're always the victim. You're not. You're you're not the victim. You're the you're the problem. Well, they forget That's what they is. do to start to start it. They only see a reaction. Yeah, you they're know? the problem. You know, they, they make this they make this paranormal thing that we do look like a a total joke. And that's why I don't ever be considered a real science because you got these idiots out here with the dollology shit. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, it's the demon networks. And oh my I mean, God. why don't you take like a real scientificologist of some kind that has spent their entire career researching something and then just have them meet somebody that calls themselves a dollologist and claims to know how the other side works and see how well that goes over. You're just spitting on people that have gone through years of college scientific research and, you know, experiments time and time again, trying to get to the bottom of something and make a breakthrough in science. You're, you're just, you're spitting on that. Oh yeah. You're just By just like up and giving yourself a name, like you're a professional or something. You can't do that. You got to earn that shit. Yeah. You you can't just call yourself an ologist one day. You can't. It doesn't yeah. work like that. It's laughable. Nah. Nah, I mean, you want to be called a real investigator, you got to do real paranormal investigations, not um, some stupid shit like going into a basement somewhere and, you know, uh, opening up some really dumb stuff, you know. Yeah, well, as far as to go for an ologist sort of ending on your name, you better have some kind of scientific theory you're trying to prove and you're trying to make like a controlled environment and test that theory and either prove it or disprove it and try again. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. No, no. I mean, if you want any respect from me, you got to go out there and put the work in. That's just how it is. If you're not going to put the work in, then 
<laughs> if you think you're going to be famous doing this, good luck. That's all I can say. Well, you can. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Get all the likes and follows you want. Whatever. Yeah. Just don't encroach on people that are actually trying to figure out what the truth is. Stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. Big your stars, lane's over there. Hey, what's up? Uh oh, here we go. Hey. <laughs> what's up, man? You ready to become a dollarologist or what? I'm ready to become a sleepologist here in about 30 minutes. Yeah, how <laughs> yeah, many bottles too. of rum has he studied no. tonight? Yeah, I know, right? A rumologist. You can call me that. I'm, I'm a professional at that. Make no mistake. No, but I just want to reiterate what Chris uh, was saying about the seriousness of of this field, like yourself and, and John and the few of us that do take this this uh, this field, you know, uh, to heart and try to do the right thing and, and try to develop some type of standard operating procedure. So when new folks come up, they can see that don't watch ghost adventures or, you know, I'm just saying this in general, the entertainment side of the house and use that as your precedence to investigate, you know, actually learn from somebody like I did from John on how to do it correctly. And, uh, that's what we're missing. I mean, people aren't going to take this seriously if you have these dollologists or whatever the hell you want to call them or, you know, the people that, uh, that fake the funk all the time. Yeah. I mean, how much of the stuff do you see on TV that they're not proving it? They're they're not proving that that's a legitimate EVP or where it came from. They could have made it up for all we know, right? You yeah. know, and if that's if that's the standard that you're going for is to just capture evidence and get attention for it, you're missing the scientific side of it, where you could take it to anybody and have it criticized, and they would still either be able to explain it or not explain it at that point. You have to have it all there to present. You have to record it all. You have to have it all documented. Take the time to debunk things and not just freak out and say, oh, look, it happened. It happened. Prove that it happened for a paranormal reason. Can you yeah, do that? Exactly. John's a big proponent of uh, trying to recreate the scenario, to recreate uh, what happened, to see if, uh, you know, you that you can possibly debunk it, like you said. Well, yeah, and once you leave that location... You can't do that later. You have to do it in the moment to answer the questions you're going to have later as you're trying to figure out if it really was paranormal or not. Well, some of the evidence you catch afterwards, you can't help that. But yeah, right. you write a, a lot of the evidence that you catch right there on site. Yeah, you got to take the time to do it then because you'll go home and wish you would have. Yep. Yeah, not every every time a, a freaking meter goes off, it's paranormal. You know what I mean? Nope. Like You see these people... You know, posted everything on like Facebook and YouTube. Uh, K2 goes off. One, I see one video the other day. This is no kidding. The lady has a K2 sitting there, right? The K2 is going absolutely nuts. And she has her cell phone sitting right beside it with a ghost app running. And the K2 is going ape shit. Wow. And she's saying it's paranormal. I'm like, but one, your phone's sitting directly next to the K2. I mean, literally, like, inches away from it, and you're claiming it's paranormal. Like, come on, lady. Give me a break. And you could definitely tell it's nothing paranormal. It's the phone throwing off, right? you know, EMF to the K2. Well, in this day and age, there's so much video editing and audio editing that is just at the in the palm of your hands and your smartphone that you've really got to 
go above and beyond to try and say something's paranormal and prove it. Because back when Ghost Hunters started, they didn't even have the capability to do the sort of stuff they do now. Now it's so easy to just fake something. And people do it every day. Oh, yeah. Every day. Attention. You've got to set yourself apart from that sort of thing and have something to show somebody that couldn't have been faked. Yeah, I I seen a thing with uh, Ghost Adventures put out on Facebook. Uh, Our new episodes are coming out, and I commented on there and said, who gets possessed? Dude, I had like 30 or 40 people comment on it and just laughing about it. <laughs> it Every was week uh, it's someone else. <laughs> Billy Tully put on there. He's like, uh, our new episodes are coming out. I said, well, who gets possessed? And like 30 or 40 people like comment on it laughing and shit. <laughs> That's funny. Take bets. You have a 25% chance of winning. <laughs> I'm going to say Zach or Aaron. Yeah, I'm going to say A.A. Ron. That's what we call him, A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's insane. It's totally insane. You're just like, what the hell, man? It's they just a it- different avenue and lane. If you want to go explore stuff and get scared and get attention, go ahead. But just don't interfere with people that are actually trying to do a good job. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest with you, like people like uh, like Doctor Barry Taft, all the stuff that he's done in fifty plus years of, of paranormal investigating, right? So now you got some jackass that wants to be a a dollarologist. Just totally everything that he's done from beginning to this point, it's just made him look makes the whole thing look like shit. You know what I mean? Everything that he's done paranormal wise and then you got these people with haunted dolls haunted glasses haunted chairs and oh man come on dude i asked dr taff about a lot of this stuff and you know what he says he said it's ridiculous (laughs) that's exactly what yeah well nobody has a haunted spoon yet wait till they see this yeah spoon man Don't get me started. That's some jokes for a whole week at least. <laughs> Let's come on here talking about spoons and spoonologists. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the Chris household, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's funny. It's insane, dude. It's just like, Jesus Christ, what in the hell is going on with this stuff, man? Yeah, it certainly is. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. Don't even want to talk about. Don't even want to see these kind of weird ass people, but they're out there, man, every day. Oh, hey, I see your uh, Mr. Wilson there, the CIA, FBI, CIO, and probably was a three-star general or something in the military. You need to get him on your show. Yeah, I'm trying to read it. <laughs> He's been spamming that the whole time in, in chat. Did we lose Chris? Uh, I I just put myself on mute to leave the dogs out and not interrupt everybody. I'm still listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, I can make up a story with the best of them if I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, we all could, to be honest, if you wanted to. I don't, I don't, man. I don't feel the need for that. I'd, I'd much rather find real evidence. Yeah, make yeah, up stories too. and sell them. That's the truth. Plus, I don't like a whole lot of attention like that. 
I don't want everybody knowing that I have a serial killer spoon. <laughs> it's alphabet killer. <laughs> spoon man. <laughs> he's he's mine. I'm not sharing. That's gonna oh, be your song, you know that, right? The Spoon Man song? <laughs> spoon Man. Right, that's his theme song, it's his favorite. There you go. He told me on the spirit box. Oh Lord. His name's right on the spoon, serial killer. I already have it. <laughs> Are you serial? <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out guys. I'm getting a little tired. Me too. Okay, you know it's a fast uh, fall forward tonight. Yeah. Is it really? Already, yeah. It's one forty. My phone right, still guys, says twelve forty. On John, Chris, I guess I'll see you tomorrow night. Yep, I'll be on. I'll be there too. You guys, take care, right, guys. All right, guys. You too. Have, have a good, a good night. All right, guys. Well, folks, we're gonna wrap it up for tonight. Thanks, thanks everybody for coming out and listening to the Paranormal Journal. We're gonna wrap it up tonight. Wind this thing down. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side next Friday, 9 p.m. Paranormal Journal. We're going to have another guest on, and we're going to do Saturday night, Saturday night frights again. So, you guys come on back. We're going to have to open up the call lines on uh, Saturday again, and uh, we're going to have a good time. So, you guys have a good weekend. Be safe out there, and uh, Sleep tight, Nido. The party's over. It's time to call it a day. They burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to wind up the masquerade. Just make your mind up. The piper must be paid. The party's over. The candles flicker and dim. You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party is over it's all over, my friend.